This podcast is presented by the Verizon Partner Network. Welcome to the podcast, brought to you by the Verizon Partner Network. I'm your host, Justin Honore. On today's episode, I'm joined by Mike Corrales, Vice President of Business Sales at Verizon. And he's here to talk to us about digital transformation during the pandemic and what that means for mid-sized companies living and working during year three of the COVID-19 pandemic. Mike, can you already believe that we are approaching year three? I can honestly remember the day the pandemic became really real for a lot of Americans. Wow, Justin, year three. Just hearing you say that just brings some chills uh, <laughs> to me thinking about that. I mean, at the start of the pandemic, I had just flown back from a business meeting in Miami. Uh, I remember going into lockdown going, ah, this will be two weeks, four weeks tops. We'll be out and back to normal. And now we're literally at year three uh, and folks finally returning to, to normal as employees and businesses quite anxiously waiting to get the offices refilled and people uh, back in the economy spending some money uh, in their businesses. Mike, I think the biggest change that we all saw was kind of that work environment. Typically, we would, you know, go to work five days a week, you know, go inside the office, go to your desk, do your day-to-day tasks. Now that's kind of changed. How have businesses deviated from that norm that we have all been used to? Yeah, I think it comes down to individually the employees. So when I when I look back before the pandemic, uh, there's a picture right behind me of my daughter, and she's uh, 11 years old. Prior to the pandemic, her entire life, I literally traveled every single week. I actually spent a few years uh, living in New Jersey uh, while she lived up in Massachusetts and traveled back and forth. Um, So the pandemic opened up an opportunity for me to be home every day to to see uh, my daughter, to see my son, um, and to really communicate with them in a way I hadn't done in the past. And now that, that we're opening back up, I don't think it's just me saying, hey, how do we have a better balance? I think the entire world is saying, how do we have a better integrated life uh, as we're looking to work uh, and, and, and have a family and live at the same time? So it's a challenge for businesses to really be engaged with their employees and make it meaningful to come back to the office. But it's also uh, a challenge to the macro economy because businesses need people to get back to the office uh, and, and spending some of that discretionary moment, money in restaurants, uh, in stores. Uh, so it's an interesting time period that puts a lot of pressure on leaders uh, and it puts a lot of pressure on technology and our ability to deliver great experiences to our employees and to customers. Finding that work-life balance is very important. And a big part of that balance when working from home is a secure network because you can't, have, you can't be able to do work and not do it securely. So how are these companies able to maintain that balance and keep company morale high while also ensuring that their network is secure? A great point. It was a huge challenge in the pandemic, right? So everyone had to move from uh, in-office work. Think about contact centers. Think about folks that are just there to answer the phone, engage with you, solve your problem if you're calling in for customer service. You had to take all of those tools and capabilities and now operate it in their home environment and make it even more efficient because they don't have resources in the office to help them. Now you're taking customer information, personal information, account information, and you're not doing it over your own network. You're doing it over maybe their um, 
their home Wi-Fi network, or you're providing a business grade solution to their home to provide that connectivity, right? So those are all the problems that we wrestled with for our customers to help them solve. We as Verizon were pretty lucky. We were able to flip a switch and move very quickly because it is what we do as a business. But the, the bigger jump was for all of our customers to make that transition, do it quickly and do it well, because they had to not only support their employees, but those employees then supported all their customers and what they were trying to serve them with. We are seeing kind of these companies prioritize being mobile and flexible at the same time, be secure in the virtual environment by leveraging tools like customizable work schedules, secure cellular devices, and intentional office days. You know, Mike, what other advancements have you seen from small and medium-sized businesses over the last two years since the pandemic first started? At a small and medium businesses, mobility and flexibility is now as important as healthcare is. Literally think about that. What business can now interact without mobility and flexibility in it? The ability to be online and engage with your customers, right? And when you started to think about contact center solutions, so a lot of this technology existed prior to the pandemic, but what, what's happened was really tying it into the customer experience and then integrating different platforms. And what I mean by that, I'll give you a, a real uh, example. So one of my customers that we're working with, uh, they do um, in-home patient work for, for seniors. So they've deployed a contact center solution. So now they have one of our technologies, OneTalk, uh, out for all of their agents who now work from home, no longer in a call, call center. Now they have a cloud-based contact center solution that when uh, a client calls in, basically you can pick what language you want, right? So now you have in-language support, right? So if you're calling in and you're a Spanish speaker, you click in on Spanish and uh, you get the right person who can communicate with you in language and help you solve whatever problem that you have. They also introduced digital chat Right, so now I'm on a website, and is that digital chat in English and Spanish? You have in-language support. You can transition from digital chat to a call if you can't get your answer quick enough or need additional support. So that omni-channel experience to be able to go from digital to contact center, and by the way, all of this while someone's at home, and we were able to stand that up for customers literally at times within 48 hours, going from a full in-person contact center to completely remote distributed virtual in the cloud ready to scale to whatever you needed so super powerful technology that really combined uh what what folks needed to deliver to their customers and then right now what we're doing when i talked about omni-channel experience we're now taking salesforce.com and integrating it into that contact center because i don't know about you but when i call someone I have zero patience to repeat what I've already said. I want the person on the end to understand what I've already called in for, what's already happened on my account and have that information. So now we're integrating all that technology for a customer and make it very seamless for their employees to deliver that service to their customers.
Mike, that's honestly a great point. Me and my colleagues, we actually utilize Salesforce and it kind of really helps us when we source people for stories because that way we have a list that we're not always double pinging people because we can go back and see, oh, this person, they emailed them on this date or they called them on that date. But how are individuals working around those obstacles that you laid out just a second ago? You're right, Justin. It, it first starts with us as salespeople. We have to understand what our customers need. The only way to do that is to really put yourself in the shoes of their customer, right? Test the experience, under, call their phone number, see what happens, communicate with them, right? So I moved into a new role. The first thing I did was I started to test our experience as customers would come in. I tested our digital chat. I called into our, our call center to test that experience. I wanted to see how quickly I was engaged, how useful the information was how quick I could get a quote back for a service or a product, right? It's the same thing when you're selling to a customer. The more you understand them, the better you can provide unique value and insights to deliver them technology to help them. Uh, and that's really the key of what we need to do as an organization. Uh, and the best salespeople are able to do that. It's good to have that sort of multifaceted approach and being able to be flexible and adjust to your different types of customers. Uh, when we consider customers who can't really visit stores in person and may rely on calling companies directly, what types of shifts have we seen in those parts of the business, Mike? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a real challenge, right? So depending on the state you live in, there are different restrictions everywhere. Large businesses, medium businesses have had to adapt to geolocated locations of what the requirements were. Small businesses have had to live in that environment full time. And it really requires that omni-channel experience that I was talking about, is you have to be able to meet your customer when and where they want to. Uh, and now when you think about it, you don't wanna ever go back. You know, I, I went to a large retailer the other day and, and now I can order it online and pick it up same day. I don't have to leave my car. They come in and throw it in my car. I never have to go into the building again. I never want to go back to going into the building because I like to be fast. I like to move. Uh, I, I don't like to spend time on that. So you have to understand your customer or the customer of the business that you are trying to support and really provide that unique value and technology enables that. Right, we have Fios, as you can see, Fios first, if you're in the Northeast, um, which is an amazing broadband product, right? Then you have fixed wireless access, uh, which we've just launched 5G and C-band, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit, but we have a uh, hundred million pops covered uh, with ultra wideband network capability. So, so many different options to support just from a network level then you're able to provide collaboration softwares. We've talked a little bit about contact center services. There's also BlueJeans. So Verizon's acquired BlueJeans. We have the ability to provide a fantastic collaborative environment to do meetings and events. We've also launched a telehealth platform, right? Because healthcare has changed throughout the pandemic and the need to go into the office. So technology will continue to evolve to where we are going. Um, but wrapping that all around with security is also uh, a huge component of it. But I'm super excited for where we're at today and the capabilities that we can now deliver to a business because those capabilities will make a difference in how they engage, interact with their customers. And it will also make a difference in our entire economy of the United States. As people go back to work in whatever form that is, 
the economy will start to continue to grow and more and more uh, effort will be on this new integrated life, this new work forward environment that we're trying to put forward. I feel like all those examples you just gave are really good examples. And unfortunately, the pandemic has caused a lot of problems. But I feel like as far as the Internet and technology side of things, we've been forced to have to adjust and really speed up that process of advancement. Because, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when the Internet was kind of that thing where you couldn't be on the computer and be on the phone at the same time because of, you know, dial up and all that. But to see it now whole different story. So can you tell me a little bit more about the advancements the internet has come about and how it influenced business in the future? Yeah, I just talked a little bit about 5G, right? And, and the network capabilities of 5G is amazing. And ultimately to a consumer or to a business, what it means is faster, better data, right? You have a higher speeds that is extremely secure over a wireless network. So you can stand up services fast and simple. You can scale those services across multiple businesses. So I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Think about a franchise, right? You have a franchise that has uh, 100 locations. In the past, you might need 20, 30 different internet providers to actually provide internet service for all of those locations. That's 20 to 30 different bills. That's 20 to 30 different expectations. That's 20 to 30 different uh, digital portals to manage those accounts. Different speeds and capabilities. In today's world, from a company like Verizon, uh, you can get all of that service wirelessly through fixed wireless access, uh, have one portal to manage it all. You can actually use something called SD-WAN, right? Which is software-defined wireless air wide area network which allows you to configure uh, security uh, profiles to each of those and really understand what's going on in your network and what's attaching to your network. So you can centrally manage and control all 100 locations with one network technology. And that is groundbreaking from an opportunity perspective because it makes deploying services for businesses so much easier for them to manage. And that's really the secret to large-scale growth. If you make it easy for your customers, they will buy something, right? And that fixed wireless access makes it easy for them to connect their buildings, their locations, their people. It makes it easy to connect their data and services and deliver for their customers. And obviously not every business is the same. It takes different approaches for different types of businesses. Same way we might learn different ways. For instance, I'm a big visual learner. You, you might be a big audio learner. With all that in mind, how different ways businesses kind of use this type of technology? What are some of the ways employees and partners can engage more and learn in that kinesthetic way? Yeah, it, it's a real challenge, right? Because you have to understand, um, first off, what you just said. How do you learn? How do you engage? Right? And do you listen? So if you're a person that's a visual learner, you know, can you do those demonstrations virtually or do you have to go on site, right? And now things are opening back up, which is fantastic. And customers are more and more open to go on site so you can learn more and more. You can also do interviews, right? Uh, I tell salespeople all the time, think about your job interview that you're going for. Right. When you're interviewing for a job, you want to know about the organizational structure, career path. 
you want to know um, how everything works, what's the expectations of the job, you can do the same thing with customers and have that great conversation about how that organization works. That way you can be a better partner to delivering services to them because you now truly understand their business and how they operate and work because every business is so unique. So there's so many different ways to learn and engage with customers. Uh, and then lastly, I'll close out just engaging with them and finding them can be a challenge, right? So there's uh, lots of tools to do that, whether you are uh, using LinkedIn as an example to understand you're following their uh, social media handles and understanding where they're engaging and what they're doing. Um, their, their business priorities and their social responsibility, where they engage and how they play there. Because, you know, there's a lot of conversations that you can have with customers uh, around what they do and how they engage in their communities. And obviously, as technology continues to grow and that 5G continues to grow, I, I understand you guys at Verizon have an entity in Boston, the, the 5G lab. Tell me a little bit more about that and what that holds for the future of 5G. Yeah, so we have six labs in total uh, across the world. Uh, so Boston is uh, our newest location that just opened up in October. Uh, and it's just above the TD Bank Garden where uh, my hometown favorite Boston Celtics and Boston Bruins play. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but Tatum dropped like 54 on the Nets the other day. It was pretty cool. Oh, he had a big game. That was a fun one to watch. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, but we moved our, our lab from Cambridge to Boston to the new location, and it actually is an innovation center and a lab. Uh, so we've combined both functions. Uh, and what we've done there is really set up multiple networks. So we have our 5G, 4G networks in place. Uh, edge computing, which is basically a, a tie-in to either like Microsoft or Amazon uh, and their cloud infrastructure, we have that tied in on site, both public edge and private edge, which allows us to test different experiences. Uh, we've then, uh, obviously with 5G, uh, it enables a huge amount of bandwidth capability. So one of the first things we really focused on is venues, right? So a lot of the uh, football stadiums, NBA stadiums that we've talked about. Uh, so we have lots of technology there managing large crowds of people in creating engaging uh, experiences, not only for the people that are on site, but for the people that are watching the games. So super cool technology used uh, on-site to test, develop with partners and ecosystems, and then bring to the real world where we've deployed 5G at scale. So lots of fun stuff going on in Boston right now. And to continue with that sports analogy, since you brought up the Celtics, we have to at least talk about the Super Bowl because all of what you just talked about, I feel like was really pushed during the Super Bowl from the in-stadium experience. You saw it in the commercials. And obviously, I think the biggest example was in that halftime show. So talk a little bit about that technology and how it was used on probably one of the biggest stages in the world. Yeah, so at, so at the Super Bowl, we, we have uh, edge computing, right, which really allows uh, low latency communication of network, right? And what I mean by latency, everyone hears this, I wanna make it really simple. Uh, latency is how fast something goes end to end across the network. So our current network, our 4G network would be about 100 milliseconds. So blink your eyes real quick, and that is 100 milliseconds. That right there is 100 milliseconds for a typical human being. 
Uh, with 5G and edge compute, which is bringing the processing to the location where you're at, you can, do, you can transmit data end-to-end -end 10 times faster than you just blinked your eyes. Wow. I mean, like unbelievable technology to be able to communicate data across a network, right? So when you're thinking about the Super Bowl, we had that on site. So there were very unique experiences for fans on site. They had camera angles that uh, no one else had access to, real-time feeds of eight different displays that you can manage and manipulate right from your device. The halftime show that you talked about, uh, we partnered with Pepsi. It was the Pepsi halftime show, uh, and it was the ultra experience. So it was a uh, virtual reality experience, essentially, on your smartphone that brought you onto the stage. You can still download the app, by the way, and rewatch it. It was super cool. Uh, you got camera angles that didn't exist anywhere else. And it actually made you feel like you were on stage to the point where I, I was running it on my smartphone and taking screenshots. And I made a little collage and I posted it on my personal Facebook page. And multiple people were asking me if I was there. Uh, now, I did that on purpose because I thought I was being funny. And then I let them know, hey, no, I'm just using the, the Ultra Pass during the Pepsi halftime show. Uh, but it got more people to sign up and check it out. It, it was truly uh, amazing. And that's where technology becomes game changing is we're going to change how you interact and engage with events, with content in your day-to-day -day lives. Uh, and it's right now. That is the technology that's being implemented. Uh, and it's super cool. In a few years, people will, will not even understand how we didn't have it before. And obviously, looking forward to the future, where else can this type of technology be implemented? But Mike, before we move on to that, I think everyone wants to know, what was your favorite part of the halftime show? My favorite part was Eminem coming out. I'm a big, uh, you know, that, that, that I'm a big Eminem fan. Um, that was, uh, but the whole show, Snoop Dogg was pretty awesome too. Uh, I, I actually, I have to go with a coin flip between Snoop and uh, Eminem. Both of them were incredible. But the whole show, I thought, was awesome. I mean... Uh, I had the volume uh, pumped up much louder for the halftime show at my house than I did for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Do you think we can utilize that technology at like maybe a Coachella or make it kind of the feature of music venues and give those people an experience almost equal to being there in person, like you said? I, I think you will see that over time. My, my first vote is for Hamilton on Broadway. I'd love the Broadway experience with Hamilton to, to be there. Obviously, the Disney Plus version was fantastic, but watching it on a screen versus being immersed in the technology is pretty cool. Uh, and we've actually partnered with folks to, to actually do more immersive technology. And that's really the next real wave of technology, in my opinion, when it comes to, to 5G and the, the ultra low latency networks that... Uh, we described we have a partner uh, smart stage, which will take you virtually and make it seem like you're right uh, in the middle of uh, any location. Right. So we partnered with a major university in the Boston area uh, to deploy that technology with our innovation lab that we talked about uh, and, and did some really cool stuff for immersive classes uh, and briefings and events globally. Uh, with them. So you're going to see more and more of that type of technology delivered over time because that's where all the innovation and effort is being spent right now because it creates such a, a amazing environment for consumers or students 
uh, to learn and engage with content. <laughs> I'll be sure to keep an eye on that and check that out when you guys do release it. But it has been incredible to have you on the show, Mike. You walked us through what we can expect in year three of living and working in the aftermath of a global pandemic, what that means for businesses of different sizes. We also touched on getting back into that office in ways that cater to different learning styles and bring about intentional collaboration. Mike, what are some of your final thoughts that you would like to share with our audience before we say goodbye? Yeah, I just wanted to, to, to really close with uh, in sales, it matters how you show up, right? You are the trusted advisor to the customer, uh, which means you have to understand the customer and really listen to what their needs are. You need to really ask questions and make sure that you can repeat and understand what their process flows are. Uh, and then make sure the technology we bring to the table, uh, which we have a huge integrated portfolio at Verizon, um, really delivers and hits the mark of what they need, right? And when we do that, we become that trusted partner to a customer. Uh, and no one can do it quite like we can do it. We just have such a portfolio of assets and people that make such a difference to the experience of our customers. So uh, I would just say, keep that in mind um, and, and just continue uh, to do what you do every single day, which is put the customer first. Great insights, Mike. And thank you for joining us. And thank you all for listening. This has been another great episode of the podcast brought to you by the Verizon Partner Network. You can learn more at verizon.com and we will see you next time.